0: Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the The Magic Magic Our Way Way Podcast. Podcast.
1: Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. Welcome to another episode of the Magic Our Way Podcast. My name is Keith, and of course, I'm here with...
2: Danny hey what's going on everybody out there in my weekend nation
1: and we also have our resident ace travel agent Lee hey guys what's happening and of course not to be missed we have Eli hey what's going on my weekend nation so you guys must be wondering all out there in podcast land basically where is Kevin well as you heard in episode 78 that uh listener x here otherwise known as Keith, has uh, taken over the uh, host position for this week. Kevin's on the road uh, traveling. And I basically heard the call out from the Weekend Nation to uh, represent.
2: Absolutely. And you answered the call. You booked the show and everything.
1: Yep. I booked the show. You know, I took over uh, Kevin's uh, big shoes there. And uh, we'll have a great podcast tonight. As Kevin
2: is wont to say, you, you filled his seat. Of course. <laughs> and I'm spent. <laughs> that, by the way, is your is your Mohegan name. You were asking what your Mohegan name would be, and I, I'm thinking uh, Takes Kevin's Seat. Oh, that's better there than I'm There you go. That,
1: that, that'll work. <laughs> At least it'll work for one week, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And uh, for all the Mohegan Nation out there, if you uh, send us an email with your name information and some characteristics about you, we can come up with a Mohegan uh, Nation name for you as well. Yeah, we gotta make a like a, a list, huh? And
3: like put on some buffalo skin or something like that, right?
1: You know, we need to put on our war paint and what get we... some, you know, headdresses, and then uh, we're gonna have like a sweat signals. lodge.
2: We'll do a yeah. totem pole with the names etched, etched into in. it. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> I think that would be. Uh, I think that would be great there. Mm-hmm. So, Moega Nation, come on, go ahead and send in your email and your information, and you can get a name just like uh, Danny gave me. Uh, Take Kevin's <laughs> seat. and I just wanted to let you know you can check out the Magic Our Way podcast at www.magicourway.com and Magic Our Way podcast is a New Orleans-based Disney fan podcast where artistic people expressing thoughts regarding all things Disney from an artist's point of view we encourage the Malika nation to be creative with us and let the inner artist in you come alive you will find everything related to our Magic Our Way podcast from social media links to Moush and Dice at www.MagicOurWay.com. The Magic Our Way podcast promises to be the voice of the Disney fan community. We're committed to exploring every angle of every topic we present. We will beat the dead horse and explore both sides of every coin to allow you, the listener, to make an educational decision based on the topic of the day. We welcome all and any opinions, thoughts, etc. And we have a great show going on tonight. Tonight we're talking about the hot topic that basically all the uh, Disney boards and uh, even actually the media has been talking about. We're going to be talking about the rumored Disney-tiered uh, um, pricing system that they basically sent a survey out. We've been talking about that in the, uh, the Hub. But uh, first thing we do is we have some uh, Disney news that we'll be talking about in the, uh, the queue. Be
3: our guest, be
1: our guest, put our service
3: to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest.
1: Soup jewel, hot. And first up, we have guest services. We have various responses from our Twitter, Facebook, and email accounts. And uh, Lee, why don't you uh, go over the first uh, guest services uh, topic we have here.
4: All right. So uh, shout out to Mr. Anonymous. I posted on the Facebook page, um, well, kind of reposted. Uh, Seth McFarlane had put out a tweet says, uh, I will now tweet the entire plot of Pretty Woman using only emojis. And uh, I won't ruin it for you. You can go on our page and, uh, and check it out. But uh, it was kind of funny. So I, uh, I threw that on our Facebook page and asked if you could do a Disney movie using only emojis. And uh, uh, Mr. Anonymous came to the rescue. Uh, again, I will not ruin what movies he did, but it's pretty funny. So go check it out. And uh, Mrs. Anonymous made sure to, to let us know that her husband has way too much time on his hands. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's kind of cool, man. He plotted or he typed out all these different emojis to, uh, to two different Disney movies. So uh, go back on the Facebook page and scroll down a little bit. As uh, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and just pin it to the top. And that way there everyone can go. see it. It'll be pinned to the top of the uh, Magic Our Way podcast uh, Facebook page. So go check it out. It's pretty funny. Who's
1: next? And next up, we have Bob Allen uh, posting a message asking what our favorite uh, deluxe resorts are. So um, you know, you have the Yacht Club, you have the Beach Club, Grand Floridian, Polynesian, Contemporary. Uh, what do you guys think? What are your guys' uh, favorite? Don't forget uh, Wilderness deluxe Lodge. Resort? Yeah, Wilderness Lodge. That's my favorite. How can I miss my favorite one right there? <laughs>
4: Oh that is your favorite. okay. Cool. You
3: were saving the best for last.
4: I, I you know I, I wish I could say from experience, like I've stayed at all of the deluxe resorts, and this is my favorite, but unfortunately, I can't. Uh, I can only go by you know having been there to, for dining and maybe parties and stuff like that. but the one I my personal number one would be the poly, you know, and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it uh, later this year as it, as it's finished uh, or getting finished with the refurb. And I know Danny, you've you stayed there recently, and I know that's in your top. Five. Um, I don't know if I have top five, but I'd say Polly's number one for me.
2: Yeah, I've stayed at every one of these but the Yacht and Beach Club. I've been there uh, quite a few times, but I've stayed at every other one of them. The, the Yacht and Beach Club's great if you
1: want to do drinking around the world, mm-hmm. and then you could just stumble back out of World Showcase and head back to your resort. So Border I think you know that's that a really good one. I was actually, you know, I just got back from the world uh, last week, and uh, I have to say, though, the Polynesian actually is looking pretty good there. Um, nice. basically the lobby, you know, they ripped out the, uh, you know, the big fountain there, but the lobby looks pretty crisp and clean. They did a really good job of, uh, cleaning it up and, uh, you know, they, they redid the beaches. The beaches don't look too bad either. Of course you have the kind of the villas blocking it a little bit, but the Polynesian is definitely a really good choice. That's probably my number two. So I guess I like the woodsy first and then kind of the Polynesian kind of tiki kind of feel, uh, number two there.
2: Grand Floridian would, would definitely be my number one. Love it. Uh, not just for the ambiance, not just for the monorail access, but the restaurants on property, Narcuzzi's, 1900 Park Fair, Citrico's. I mean, some of the best places to eat are, is right there. Uh, I forgot ra- Victorian Alberts. Victorian Alberts, yeah. How could I forget? Right after that would be the Poly. Right after that would probably be, be Wilderness Lodge. Then right after that would be Contemporary. Then Animal Kingdom.
1: Uh, oh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's a good one. You get to uh, overlook the savannah and see uh, zebras and giraffes.
2: Absolutely. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy that. I mean, it was a longer ride, so that's, that's why it made it all the way down to number five. I, You know, it just takes so long to get everywhere when you stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, except for the Animal Kingdom. Uh, but being able to relax at the end of the day with a beer and overlook the entire savannah, that is just too awesome.
4: Yeah, that's a good point, Uh That you made danny because i always you know when people are asking for recommendations for deluxe resorts Mm -hmm. um i always first ask you know like what ages are the kids so if you're going to spend a lot of time magic kingdom Mm -hmm. i usually recommend a monorail resort contemporary of course just walking distance but i really want to recommend animal kingdom lodge more but just the location it's just so far and especially if it's your first time doing disney you know you want to be right in the middle of the action so i have a hard time pushing them to the top just based off location yes. I mean
1: do you want to carry a stroller and you know all your kids you know on a 15-minute bus ride mm-hmm. yeah I mean it, it's 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 a good like resort like you said but pretty much if it's off the monorail loop you know like you said if it's your first time definitely you know one of the Polynesian or contemporary or uh, Grand Floridian is probably your best choice
2: but I'll tell you yeah. one of the reasons that it, it jumps ahead for me of the boardwalk in the, in the Beach Club transportation Whereas the transportation in the Animal Kingdom, it takes a while to get every place. For the boardwalk in the, in the Yacht and Beach Club, you're sharing a bus at that point, which has to take three stops before it ever gets back to, to where you need to go. If you're going right. to the Magic Kingdom, if you're going to um, the Hollywood Studios, although I do believe that they do a... You a can boat. walk,
1: actually, to the Hollywood Studios from there.
2: Yeah, you could. It's
1: a 20-minute walk, but if you want to do it in the Florida sun, you can do it. No, yeah. no, thank you.
2: Actually, you know, for that reason, I'm not really a big fan of the of staying at the boardwalk of the Yacht and Beach Club because it'll walk to Epcot. Because that's the only way you can get to Epcot is for that walk. And well, you can take the boat. You can take the boat, but, I mean, you'll be waiting forever for that, too. And, and yeah, the, I but mean, your best one is just jumping on the monorail. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it, it's not that bad of a walk, but... By the third or fourth day, it can wear on you a bit. To yeah, be like, I mean, you've already walked, like, ten miles around the park.
4: Yes. You've already done, like, half a marathon.
2: Right. So, for transportation purposes and overall theming, that's why they kind of fell out of it. So, um, yeah. Who's next? And next up, Danny, you want to take this one? <laughs> I got to take this one. All right. Mr. Anon- Mr. Mononymous, as, as you uh, rightfully uh, called him. Mononymous. Uh, you know, I never get on the social media. I never get on the Facebook or the Twitter. But with Kevin absent, I actually went on there to try and go ahead and get some stuff together. And I see he made a meme mentioning me. Oh, It was really? a, a meme of a polar bear. What it said was, Lee, Lee, do you remember what it said? What did it say exactly?
4: It says, Danny thinks real yetis wouldn't be white.
2: and showing a polar bear like, ha ha, they could be white. First off, (laughs) I never said that uh, the Yeti couldn't be white. How the hell do I know what a Yeti could or could not be? What I'm saying is that the Disney Imagineers have decided that the Yeti would be brown because... Well, you have to
1: distinguish.
2: You have the Abominable
1: Snowman at Disneyland, so he's white, and I guess the Yeti at Expedition Everest
2: is brown i right. don't know well and, and here's the thing all right i i went like the year it opened and i bought one the little souvenir book that they had which kind of gave the story of expedition Everest. And i remember reading through it and there was a part in there where they were interviewing the imagineers or, or i can't remember exactly who it was but the quote was that only in western culture is the yeti considered to be white if you go to the Himalayas and you ask any of the sherpas or the you know Folks over there, what they look like, they look like an orangutan, hence the brown fur. So, therefore, they, they decided that that the Yeti should be brown.
1: But but they sell, if you notice in the souvenir stores, they sell a little stuffed Yeti. And what color is he? He's white. He's white.
2: And so, I wasn't saying that the Yeti couldn't be white. I was saying that the Disney Imagineers said that the Yeti could not be white. But my second point here is... Why, why can't we have a brown Yeti? That's what I'm saying. I'm just hearing this, and I'm, I'm about to shed a tear.
3: <laughs> uh, why got to make a difference? That's my question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't make a difference whether the Yeti's white or brown. It's just about where it's located, and that's that's
2: all it should be. I mean, you know, what's the difference? They're both big. Yeah. Okay? And brown Yetis have more soul. They do. They you, do. You ever notice that when a brown Yeti and a white Yeti make a baby? It's beautiful, man. You makes a beautiful <laughs> baby. <laughs> You Yeti. (laughs) That's it. You know that that's totally.
3: And and they give the Yeti. They always give the Yeti a
2: bad name. I know. They always do. Well, he's broken. So. Oh, so now the Yeti's lazy too. Oh, brown Yeti's lazy. He doesn't want
1: to move, so they put a strobe light on him. Go figure. He's the disco Yeti now. And he will make him dance. See, you know
3: what? I can't support (laughs) this no more. I just can't. I can't do it. We I didn't know. land on Expedition Everest. Expedition Everest landed on us. That's right. I've seen that Yeti up close. And he's like, hey, you keep on moving, brother. Proud <laughs> or white don't make a difference. We all Yetis on the inside. That's right. There you go. White Yeti
2: and brown Yeti live together. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> together eating spaghetti. <laughs> I'm, I just, I think we need to be more culturally open-minded and accepting of brown Yetis or white Yetis or... Yeah, that's
3: why Yetis don't want to be found. Because they don't want this kind of trauma introduced into their lives. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you ever remember Harry and the Hendersons? Remember that bad brown Yeti day? He was nice. Yeah. So rough. So rough. You
2: would think in 2015 we've moved beyond this. But yet, we still have some ways to go. Can't you we would. all just get along? <laughs>
1: Yes, we can.
2: (laughs) Who's
1: next? All right, Lee, and we have one more thing in the uh, guest services.
4: Yeah, so uh, again, Lisa Mundy, thank you so much for all your feedback on the Facebook page. Uh, I wanted to throw this out there. Uh, Lisa answered what she keeps in her bag. I thought it was interesting. So when Lisa goes to the park, she takes ponchos, of course. That's a pretty easy one. uh, Crackers. Crackers. Now, Good. I thought we were going to keep this, you know, non-racist, but you <laughs> want to throw crackers in your bag, I guess, you know, that's... Did she have you. brown
3: yetis in the bag, too? Uh, I
4: thought we were going to keep it friendly, but... <laughs> Oreos. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that that's food everyone can agree on. <laughs> everyone loves Oreos. <laughs> Get some s'mores
3: in
1: there, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: There you go. Get some s'mores. You got the brown and the white and the black chocolate. You got everything.
1: Black and white cookie mm mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm getting hungry.
1: So what else, do did, uh, so
4: did you say she has bubbles? Bubbles. I guess you bring
1: bubbles in the park to keep uh, maybe your kids entertained while they're on line. That's exactly
4: what she puts. She says to entertain her whiny kids while waiting on the parade. There uh, you go. Band-Aids, first aid kit, frozen bottles of water, wash rag, small towel, frozen, frozen ice packs. So apparently not just ice packs, but they have to be the frozen brand ice packs. Like Disney frozen ice packs? That's what it says, frozen, frozen ice packs. Hmm uh frozen by cold. elsa herself <laughs> yeah hmm. uh sunscreen pinbacks. how oh, big a bag for is your it? trading pins
1: that's what i'm saying
3: how big is that bag
0: well uh,
1: look you're talking I to lee have a, you have a giant bubbles in it and some of everything else i guess it's a backpack i guess Either that or maybe she's running a stroller like Lee does. Yeah, I was that's gonna right. say <laughs>
2: Lee rents a stroller to carry his bag around. So right. so there's somebody with a baby right now
3: that can't they can't put the baby in the stroller. it's <laughs> right. You stroller. can't get in the stroller,
4: I gotta put my stuff in here.
2: You want bubbles? Then you walk in. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh pin backs for when you're trading pins. Okay. Oh no, that's uh, a good
1: one so you
2: don't stab phone,
4: yourself. Key, phone, charger, iPad, makeup Glow sticks. Instead of a flashlight. Uh, That's
1: a good one.
2: In case a rave breaks out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And And here
4: she says, throw the lit glow stick in the bag, and you can see what's in there all night long.
2: Ah, there you go. go.
4: Hairbands, not Motley (laughs) Crue. And uh, yeah, so she says basically she's a camel. (laughs) (laughs) So that's her words, not mine. Oh, wow. wow. There you go.
3: Lisa Monday, get love on a Thursday. (laughs) I
4: hear that. Who's next? And uh, one last thing, I just want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Robert Kelly, uh, a listener who contacted me today to ask uh, for some help taking over a trip that he's got planned for January. So, uh, Robert, uh, appreciate the support, and uh, we will definitely get it all taken care of and planned out, and make sure you guys have a great vacation come January. And I love your music. Who's Robert R- Kelly? Oh, R.
2: Kelly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <what? laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm, like, no, I'm oh, the only the one remember. that saw that?
4: <laughs> Alright, yes. Yeah, so thank you R. Kelly. I'll be <laughs> sure to book your whole entourage. Hey,
1: Eli. Hey, Eli, do you want to be a superhero? Yeah, who wouldn't? Have you heard about Disney's uh, new uh, Playmation that they came out with? Yeah, yeah, I have, actually.
3: That's um, supposed to be the new inventive revolutionary
1: uh, product that Disney's coming out with, correct? Yep, Disney on Tuesday unveiled Playmation, a whole new type of high-tech toy that brings motion sensor technology, Bluetooth, and cloud connectivity to wearable devices and traditional action figures. Basically, Playmation is, certain ways, it's an anti-video game. It's designed to get kids up, and running around. And while kids can use a smartphone or tablet to learn their mission, once you start playing they'll have to step away from a screen. The first product line in the Playmation brand is based on Marvel's Avengers starting with a hundred and twenty dollar pack of five connected toys built around Iron Man. The centerpiece is a wearable that slips on your arm and is designed to shoot and block shots like Iron Man. The buttons you press to shoot on the glove vibrate and if you flip your wrist up, the light in the palm shoots as well. Hold your arm up in front of you to block, and it'll vibrate. It's kind of like um, a laser tag of the uh, 2015s.
4: You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like virtual reality, but it's reality. It is not virtual reality. <laughs> it's not, it seems like it is like instead of having like a mask where you look at a video game, you are the video game, and you have like little props. To, to guide you or whatever but apparently
1: they, they, they tie in with an app called Avengers Net and it basically they register the gear and they get new missions and apparently it instructs them and apparently it um, it kind of interacts with you so it's it, it's kind of a neat little technology where you know it basically gets the kids off the couch and kind of gets them uh, running around so Disney's starting with the uh, Marvel Avengers and in 2016 now this is what you guys are waiting for all you Star Wars fans out there, they're coming out with an interactive lightsaber for uh, 2016. And then in 2017, they're co- coming out with a frozen system. I'm not
2: <laughs> sure what you would wear for that, though. Like a wig? I mean, yeah, a wig. <laughs> can they you send get a, a
3: wig and a dress?
2: I, I, think, you, I them, think you get, like, instead of a whole can, you get Elsa hands
3: <laughs> that freeze. <laughs> you get, like, get, one of the, the little uh, headsets, like the SIG is half, so you can sing the song. Right? <laughs> there
4: you go. Let it get, go. Right. Maybe they could send them a mission to like clean their room or like, <laughs> like fold the towels or do that's the dishes. That, that would be Now, that, I will pay $120 for that. Yeah. No that, doubt that will be under the tree.
3: Yeah. See, that is the other thing. Like, you asked me before the segment if I wanted to be a superhero. And of course I would. But I can't be Iron Man because I saw pictures of that, that gauntlet. That's too small for me. <laughs> no, I can't wear that. Look, okay, I'm the
1: imagine Most of these people buying this, will be adults, basically being like, hey, they don't fit. They're, they're kid <laughs> sizes. Oh, come on, guys.
3: <laughs> but they should, I, I too. they should know that by now. They should know that by now. Because can't no kid afford $120? They got to make something like that for an adult. But with that being said, the commercial, I, I, like I saw the trailer for it, uh, when I heard about this topic. That commercial was awesome. Dude, I,
2: I, I was like, my God, they must have perfected virtual reality. Yeah.
1: They've been working on it for three years, and apparently they have 25 patents with it, so it's got to be good.
3: Yeah, but the commercial looked awesome. The little kid comes out, and, like, all this armor flies on him, and he's Iron Man and all that. I was like, wow, then, you know, that he was, like, a Jedi and everything. Like, that commercial was great. But then when I went to look around to see what it was, This is the best way I could put it. Again, I'm showing my age, but there was this movie Michael Douglas did called Falling Down. I don't know if you ever saw this movie before. Okay. You remember the part where he went to get a hamburger and then they gave him the hamburger and he was like, this hamburger in my hand does not look like the picture of the hamburger on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Like, I saw the I saw what the toy was. Like, I saw there was, like, a video. The, these two little kids, and they're running around their room, and they're, like, aiming at this sensor, I guess, and the little toy is sitting on it. Yes. And then they, like, jumping over the bed and stuff. I'm like, no, this is more trouble than it's worth.
2: <laughs> I can't believe it took them three years to figure that technology out. I, yeah, I... When I saw what it was, it's like, wait a minute. So you put on a gauntlet. The gauntlet talks to you and says... Okay, they're shooting. Now duck. Okay, now roll to the side. <laughs> Hurry, fast. <laughs> you know? And it vibrates if you don't do it. Like, okay, now shoot, now shoot. It's like, wait a minute. How's this encouraging a child to use an imagination? You're telling the kid what to do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then they're
2: wrecking their room at the same time. Yeah.
3: yeah, you're right. They're wrecking the room. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the little video. They're and like it, jumping on their bed and like, wait, I just asked you to make up the bed. Now you messed it up again. And like there's 28 missions
2: and one's like, All right, jump, duck, shoot, (laughs) and then it's shoot, jump, (laughs) shoot, duck, and then it's shoot, jump, jump, duck. (laughs)
3: Up, up, (laughs) down, down, left, right, left, right. B, A, start. I'm like, I'm looking at the
2: thing, and then you're like, okay, so what's the significance of the figure? Maybe when you do things, the figure reacts to it, and no, the figure stays static. It just, it vibrates, and then when you win, I guess, it just, it just
4: falls off. It's bloop. Is it just me, or is it like so loud? Like, if my kid is playing with that, I'm going to, like, take that outside it's too (laughs) loud in this house.
3: Then you got a bigger problem on your hands because there's a video of the kids being outside shooting at this thing, and they put the little sensor on a rock, and then they can only run around so far on the rock because it's based on, like, Bluetooth and all this wireless technology. So if it rains, it could not work. Can you imagine you in the middle of a mission with the kid, and the kid trying to save the universe, and then oh, it rained. <laughs> I'm sorry, Iron Man, your mission's you got, over.
4: Yeah, you gotta got call Comcast. I'm <laughs> in the middle of wants a mission. This Iron Man mission. Can you come I, over here and fix the cable?
2: Come on, my repulsor don't work. You know, I remember playing this stuff as a kid too, and there were other kids, and instead of using a repulsor, we had toy guns, mm-hmm. and you'd run around and you just Chase each other, you're like, I got you, and oh, I got you. I mean, that was the imagination. I don't see how this is very imaginative, I just don't get this.
3: Yeah, now host said it best. It, it, it was like laser tag, uh, yeah, exactly.
1: This is the newer version of laser tag.
2: No, but laser tag's better, like the other opponent moves. <laughs> you're not shooting that little toy, yeah. <laughs> it's a little That's static true. toy. The only thing stopping you from just standing there and shooting it is it says, Oh no, you got a duck now. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, it's just sitting there. It's not very intimidating either. Like, I mean, that, just, like Just
4: give your kids some Nerf guns and tell them to go outside. Yeah. Exactly. Thank
2: you. Absolutely. I and mean, That's it.
4: Game over. You, you're, you got the same thing that you didn't pay $120 for.
2: Can I tell you why you won't see that though from Disney? Um, the I word gun. <laughs> you said it yeah. yourself. They're not going to sell anything that looks like a gun. Just They're a not. repulsor cannon. The repulsor cannon, a lightsaber, frozen hands, Hulk fist. That's all fine. Anything that looks like a gun... You're not gonna get that.
3: Yeah, but you, the repulsive cat is worse than a gun. You
2: could like blow up cars with your glove, you know. But I, I would prefer to see them with a better version of, of laser tag out there. Yeah, a, a more of a home version of laser tag that works. We used to have laser tag mm-hmm. when we were kids, but I mean, you had to be like nine feet away from somebody to shoot, shoot them. them. Yeah, I mean, it's like okay, let's play laser tag. You can't leave the room. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but in 120 bucks, like man, are you, you serious? Like I thought, the little figure that you shoot at or whatever that falls off—I I need him to move.
2: Like I need a real person to be in that costume for 120. Bucks. Absolutely, they would have been a, like a life-size guy that did, that, and, and and he's shooting back at me. No, that that is not a hundred-dollar toy. I'm no, sorry. No. My my remote does the same thing. <laughs> it just doesn't talk to me.
4: Yeah, I mean, why not make it? Why not make it a two-person game and then do it somehow? Like the technology to shoot each other, and then you can jump. In real life, not because someone told you to jump, but because you need to move because the guy's gonna, your friend's gonna shoot you.
2: You know, at the very least, make it to where the the little platform can move. So you're like, yeah, mm. look, we know where it is. It's over there by the TV. But all of a sudden, the little wheels go, and like now you don't know where the target is. <laughs> Ooh, how about, it, it was,
4: what happens if you lose it?
2: Well, no. not, oh, yeah. hey, mm. <laughs> then you, you weren't a good Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> go find it, Iron Man. <laughs> Somebody took they the targets out.
4: They could have a drone target. Then the dad could control the drone. Well,
1: that would be cool. <laughs> Something that flies in the sky and you have to shoot that. Now that would be cool. Oh, it, yeah. that'd be worth a couple hundred. I
3: I would go with that. I, I'm with that. See that yeah. That, I guess it's just the thing of them putting the title like
2: this revolutionizes yeah, don't, toys. Can't. You're right. Don't give me that nonsense. I I give their marketing department an A plus and their technical department. <laughs> D minus. D. Yeah. D. yeah, yeah. I guess we'll um, unless there's something to this that I haven't seen. Because you had to search for this information. They've done a good job of keeping hidden what the actual gameplay looks like. Yeah, I had to
3: dig to find out what it yeah, really, really looked like.
1: you had to look it up, but uh, I guess because it's fairly new, there's not much uh, out there, I
3: guess. I, I'm a little worried about that, you know. And I can't even wear the Iron Man gloves. And I already got a pair of Hulk gloves. You know, I already got the whole cans. You hit them, and then
2: they, rah, you know, I already have that. So, you got those in a divorce, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> part of the settlement. Keep the whole can.
3: <laughs> she wanted the other hand. I was like, no, it's mine. You keep the house.
1: Uh, <laughs> Enough of this jibber jabber. Let's head over to the queue. All right, and first up in the queue, we gonna explain to us. The changes to the uh, Disney dining plan, Lee.
4: So uh, you've probably seen this bouncing all around social media a little bit. It uh, looks like they're going to be switching up what you can do with your credits on the Disney dining plan. Now, some of this is speculation. Some of this is official. Some people have tested things out, and it works. And some people have tested things out, and it doesn't work. So like anything Disney, it's not official till they announce it. But uh, they are going to be making some changes on what you can do with your credits. The biggest things that you're going to take away from this are that, A, you can now use your dining credits for anyone. So if you're meeting your friend in the park and they don't have the dining plan, you can use your dining credits to pay for their meal, which technically you used to be able to do on the old system.
1: I actually had once. I was sitting uh, eating lunch with my wife, and some woman came up to us and said, hey, I have some extra uh, dining credits. Do you want a free meal? And I'm like – Heck uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> she told the waiter, put it on her plan and we got a free meal out of it.
4: Now, was that pre This Matthew was way, yeah,
1: this was a couple of years right, ago, pre Right, Magic so, um,
4: And the other big piece to this p- uh, puzzle is that now you can use uh, a quick service credit for snacks. Uh, so if you uh, have an extra quick service credit, uh, counter service credit laying around or you're not going to use it, you can substitute that for three snacks. Uh, now, you do have to use them on the same order. You can't, like, You know i'll take one snack now and two snacks later you got to do it all right then trade in that one table service credit for a snack credit uh, for three snack credits excuse me so sometimes you do have a lot of uh credits left over so this is a good way to use them up and uh trade them in for snacks so going from the wdwmagic.com snack entitlements have been updated to include all items that are marked as snack eligible including those that cost more than $5. So before the rule of thumb was pretty much it was under $5. It was a snack. Now, just because it's under $5 does not necessarily make it a snack. And just because it's a snack does not necessarily make it under $5. So I like is that
2: confusing enough? It's a bit confusing, but I mean, basically any kind of side item. Which is, there's a
4: couple of things that are kind of like tricky. Okay. So fresh popped popcorn is a snack, but pre-bagged popcorn is not a snack. (laughs) so if you walk up to the popcorn cart that's a snack but if you go to goofy's candy shop and you get that big bag of popcorn that's not a snack so i think like more than anything else when it comes to snacks this really didn't help clear anything up you should just ask a cast member (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right, but I mean, I, I do like the fact that they've expanded what a snack is. I remember when this meal plan first came out, a snack was pretty much anything they sold at one of those little carts. It was a Mickey yeah. bar. It was the fact that snacks have incl- are now there to include side items.
4: Right. Like here for breakfast, side of potatoes, biscuits, mm-hmm. and gravy. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, if that's a snack, that's a pretty good snack. You could make a good breakfast out of that.
2: Yeah. You can go to like for breakfast. You can get a muffin, a cup of coffee, and um, bagel. Bagel, there you go. And, and have yourself a nice little breakfast. In other words, you can eat lighter. So I like it. I love the flexibility that this is giving. I understand that it's not going to be cut and dry because it can't possibly be that cut and dry because they sell too many food items mm-hmm. at the park. Right. There's just no way to make it that cut and dry. But I love the effort in this. My only – it's not a gripe. It's just
4: a, a style, I guess, of the way we eat. We always seem to have leftover snack credits. So being able to trade in a quick service for three snack credits personally doesn't do much for me. We always seem to have trouble using all the snack credits anyway. But for other people, that could be great.
2: But like let's so, say like right now, okay, yeah, you might be having trouble doing that. But now that snacks have expanded to include so much more, do you do you yes, really think that – that's true. Because I used them – my snacks were gone before my quick – my counter service meals were gone because I was using them on frozen coffee – I was using right. them on um, Smart Water. Yeah,
4: I think for me it's the opposite. We just don't take the time to use it. Mm. We're just so busy, 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 go, 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 that we don't even stop to get a snack. But that's okay because we're not penalized either. But uh, what were you going to say about the table service?
2: Oh, the table service? This is, this is my favorite part. My, my one thing, it, it broke my heart. I felt like, I felt like Michael Corleone. Broke <laughs> your heart. Broke my heart. When they took that di- – I felt they forever screwed up the dining plan when they said, there used to be a point where you had the choice between an appetizer or, or a dessert. dessert. Right. And they took it away from us. And they forced us to do the dessert thing. And me and my wife, I mean, we like sweets here and there. But, I mean, we don't have necessarily have a sweet tooth. I would have always much rathered an appetizer as opposed to a dessert. Well, now, not just that, but if you got four people, you got four desserts.
4: Yeah. I mean, when we go out to eat at a regular restaurant, we order one dessert and share it.
2: Exactly. Because we
4: don't need to both have a big piece of cake. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you there
2: and i couldn't be more happy about the option like this in and of itself right here will probably stop me from doing the deluxe dining plan next time because finally we can have that appetizer save a little money and instead of doing well i'm i'm saying appetizer they're not letting you get an appetizer but for me a super salad perfect that's right. fine that's all i need yeah and
4: at some locations the dessert may be substituted for a side salad soup or fruit plate if available yeah. So that's yeah, absolutely. I mean, not only that, but maybe a fr- okay, so fruit is not a dessert, but that would might satisfy your sweet tooth and not have to eat a big piece of chocolate cake.
2: Right. But Yeah, absolutely. That's key. That that is absolutely key for me because I mean, I always felt it's like what is Disney trying to do? Fatten us up? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't want a dessert. We, we just want to eat a small little side salad. We always came out of pocket ordering the small little side salad, but Anyway, so good stuff, it sounds like, all around. Um,
4: again, gives everyone a little more flexibility. Definitely someone that maybe stayed away from the dining plan because of the, the uh, rigidness. Maybe this is a good option for them now.
2: Absolutely. you know, And, and I'm, I'm going to get on Kevin because Kevin has no excuse anymore. This is a great move by them. I, I applaud this move 100%. I mean, of all the moves that they've been making lately that look like just blatant cash grabs, and I'm sure we're going to get to that in a minute, This is one where they finally allowed some freedom and flexibility and choice within the dining plan itself. And I love it because I love eating half the fun is the food. So thank you. Thank you for finally doing this. This needed to be done a long time ago. Oh, the turkey leg. (laughs) Oh, is that a snack yet? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be. Uh, you see, that, no. I need to work on that then. But I understand that. I understand why the turkey leg
3: wouldn't be a snack. Hey, turkey leg is a snack to me. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is true. <laughs> Most people, it's a meal. For you, it's it's <laughs> something to do while walking around for 20 minutes. Something, you, something to eat to make you more hungry.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, go on that ride, see that Yeti. Like, hey, what's up, Yeti? Well, turkey leg? <laughs> that's what I'm about. Want a brown
2: turkey leg? A <laughs> turkey leg, that's right. White meat and dark meat, baby. <laughs> it is
4: <laughs> coming together in perfect harmony.
2: <laughs>
1: All right, and uh, Turner Classic Movies uh, made the changes to the uh, Great Movie Ride. The sponsorship updates included new Turner Classic Movie signage throughout the exterior of the Chinese theater, new in the Q area, a new pre-show, Robert Osborne commentary during the ride, and they finally updated the final montage sequence, um, which definitely needed some uh, very uh, updating. They actually updated some new movies, and they actually added in Marvel's Garden of the Galaxy. Previously, it was trapped in the uh, 1990s, so it's good to see some uh, updated scenes in the, uh, the finale there. So definitely a lot of good changes from uh, Turner Classic Movies to the great movie ride. The one thing, though, I want to see them do is actually make changes to the actual ride. Thank you.
2: that that would help right Uh, i I would love to see them up i mean as far as i'm concerned wizard of oz is off limits anything else go for it (laughs) you know i'm I'm fine with that although it's the finale now generally the finale is the biggest part so hopefully if you redo the whole thing you want to end with a new finale but there needs to be a lot more done to that especially with the rumor going out that they're about ready to close lights motor action i mean there's less to do. This park should be $25 a day, if that. <laughs> I mean, they should severely discount a ticket to the Hollywood studios. What is there to do? <laughs> you can do the
1: frozen sing along.
2: Frozen sing along. Great.
1: <laughs> and uh, that's it for the queue. Uh, let's go over and head over to the hub. All right. Let's talk about this that everybody's a buzz on Twitter and Facebook and everything else. Is Disney considering tiered ticketing prices based on season? Disney recently sent out a survey, and survey basically looks like it's going to happen. Survey says you're broke.
4: <laughs> no whammies. No whammies. No whammies.
1: Based on a recent survey that Disney sent out to annual pass holders, it appears that Disney's at least considering a tiered ticket price system. Now this is already done in the travel industry, airplanes Mm -hmm. do it, hotels do it, but Disney's basically considering a tiered system for pricing based on the time of year. So they're doing a gold, silver, and bronze, kind of I guess like the Olympic uh, tiered system. Now gold tickets would be valid any day of the year. Silver tickets would be valid most days of the year except for peak and holiday weeks. And bronze tickets are valid only during off-peak weekdays. So, uh, you know, what do you guys think of this, you know, um, Disney kind of raising their prices based on the day that
2: you go? Well, first and foremost, let me throw this out there, that I've heard this report put out there a couple different times, and it's absolutely wrong from the standpoint of, that annual pass holders were the ones to get this survey. Cause I got the survey. I took this survey. Really? It was, yes. The day and, I got the uh, survey, I, I texted the picture over to, uh, Lee and Kevin. Yeah, like, there's we,
1: misinformation out there. I heard it was for annual pass holders, but... Uh,
2: totally incorrect. Man, I
1: mean, it makes sense to go out to the general public versus annual pass holders because they already got their annual passes anyway.
2: Right, and not only that, when I got this survey, you could tell right away there was something unique about it because it was the first time I ever heard them refer to it as a very important survey. Like, <laughs> the email itself said, this is a very important survey that we're conducting. And I've gotten it, like, what is it now? Three months since I've been to Disney? Usually you get that survey within... As soon as you come back, the week you come back, you have that survey, and it's like, where would you eat? Did you like what you eat? Would you recommend what you eat? This one was way different. I mean, you, the tone of it from the from the get-go, you could tell they were asking you questions that you've never had to deal with before. So I just wanted to clarify that real quick, is that it wasn't just sent out to annual pass holders. It was sent out to, to park visitors.
1: You heard it here first on the Magic Our Way podcast. So let's just break down the pricing just a little bit. So the bronze day is the normal Disney price, so it would be $105 for the Magic Kingdom for one day. The silver would be $115, so you have a bump up of $10. And then for your peak seasons like Christmas, Thanksgiving, or whatever, it would be $125. So for one day, basically, they're saying you have to pay $20 extra to basically go on a peak season. And then you know it's discounted when you go to two days, three days, as such and such down to ten days.
4: See, that was the first thing that struck me was okay that this sounds like oh well they're charging you more, which they are initially, but it doesn't take long for it to be to not mean anything once you get past uh, four days, which th- three days is not enough time to do Disney. Uh, most people go for four or five days. Once you start getting down to four, five, six days, what difference does it make anyway? You know, I mean, if it's an extra $20, okay, that's whatever. But, you know, the way Disney does their ticket, I've had so many people that I've quoted them Disney, and they're like, okay, well, we want to do Disney. What's the price for that? A, B, C, and D. Then they say, well, you know, we also want to do maybe two days at Universal. Can you price that for us too? Mm -hmm. And I price it for them, and they're like, well, I'm not spending that much money. Once they see, how much more of a value the Disney tickets are after they've spent, you know, x amount of days? They're like, why would I go to Universal and spend another $800? You know, I could just spend another day at Disney for $40.
2: Right. In accordance to the survey, though, what what is significant about it is that okay, let's say you're taking a week long vacation, and if you look at the year, the entire year that they've set up for you only one week, and I believe it's the second week of September, only one week is all in bronze. The rest of them, even during the slow periods, it's in bronze, but the weekends are all in silver. Even on on times that are are, are typically slow. So if you want to go for like seven days, you're going to have at least two silver days. And here's the thing, and it was mentioned within the survey itself, if one of those days fall in the silver time frame, you pay silver for every day. And mm. I think that's where the impact is because if yeah if that happens, then I'm going to do five days. Okay, so now I'm paying an additional $15 a day or $20 a day, whatever it is.
4: So you just turn all my bronze days into silver days.
2: Yes. All my all my bronze days become silver days. At that point in time, I'm cutting my vacation on Friday at Disney, and I'm going to Universal for two days. In fact, it's yeah. almost like they're conceding. Hey guys, on the weekends, why why don't y'all just go to Universal? <laughs> go go see what all that's about. You know, get it out of your system. Go see the Harry Potter thing. Come on back. Let us know how it was. Uh, but yeah, if you want to come here, plan to do it around the weekend, or else you're going to be just paying more.
4: Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I didn't. Um, unfortunately, I was not privy to this survey, so uh, I'm going off what you're saying because you you actually did the survey. Yes, and so that's good. The thing is like. Uh, and uh, this is not exactly with your topic this is totally on a different direction but this is just a survey at this point now i understand right. they're doing the survey for a reason of course they're not just throwing it out there for no reason so obviously they're they're having a train of thought somewhere but people are really freaking out over a survey this is just them testing the waters right now this could go a whole different direction or they can they
1: cannot do it based on the feedback they're getting i mean yeah, if they're absolutely. getting a lot of neg- negativity I mean, anytime Disney raises their prices, everyone freaks out. And specifically now, by specifying
2: certain days, of course, everybody's up in an uproar. But it might not happen. Well, can I tell you something to y'all's point? I I thought about this exact same thing myself, and I was like, you know what? You want to talk about conspiracy theories. You put a survey like this out, you know it's going to, you know, if if the executives have a brain between them, and I'm not convinced that they do. I'm convinced the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. But let's let's follow the conspiracy theory mode of thinking right now you're dealing with people complaining about fast pass plus we only get three fast passes getting back in line they've inflated the line weights the ticket prices keep going up the hollywood studios has become a shell of itself animal kingdom is halfway under construction um maybe with all the negative they're getting in like "Eh, well these 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 guys want to complain tell you what Let's put this out there. Let's see how they like this. Let's put this in their mind. Let them go ahead and say, oh, no, no, no. You know what? Our bad guys, everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah.
4: At least, yeah, that's, the, wow, yeah, that's a good way of thinking. Like, now you might think, like, well, hey, at least they didn't do that, that ticket thing that they were going to do.
2: Yeah. You remember that mm-hmm. survey? Whoa, you know, they could raise t- – this, I think this is a way of, hey, guys, shut up. Because we can do this anytime we want to. And y'all got to pay because you have no other choice. What are you going to do? Go to Universal? Go ahead. We're giving you the weekend. <laughs> I, I was going to ask really quick just a question to all
3: you guys. You know, we had that podcast before about, you know, is Disney bulletproof? Do you think this could be that kind of thing that puts a chink in that
2: bulletproof armor? I think this combined, okay. If they don't raise the number of fast passes that you get and they keep artificially inflating the lines and the waits become longer, at this point in time, I'd have to say, yeah, I do think that this is a major chink in the armor. Now, if I'm being told that my entire vacation is going up by $20 a day, yes. I will take the weekend and go
3: to Universal Studios. I know this much. I can't go to Disney World on my birthday because my birthday
2: is in July. That's all <laughs> golden. That's all. And that's the other thing that kind of takes Think of the arrogance, <laughs> the wonderful arrogance of a company that says Bronze. Yeah, that's when people aren't really coming. We want the gold. (laughs) gold. The gold's when y'all are coming. (laughs) Think of the arrogance that comes along with being able to say, we're calling the season when y'all guys can't wait to come and we make the most money. That's gold, baby. Because it's not gold for you. For you, (laughs) you're paying out the nose. For them, it's all gold. It's all gold. Think of the arrogance it takes to call that season gold. Mm -hmm. There's Oh, that just kind of feeds into my idea, I think, that this is all just being put out there to scare the hell out of people, to make them shut up and stop complaining and just be happy you're getting what you're getting.
1: The one thing I'm trying to figure out is how are they going to implement this? Well, I mean, when you buy your tickets, are you going to have to specify the specific days that you want to use Sure, Amazon?
4: absolutely. You have to do that with Universal right now. When you go and book a Universal package they ask you uh, just even if it's just tickets they ask you what day you're going and then that ticket price is based off that day universal is already doing it
2: and like so those non-expiring tickets that you bought keith do i now need to upgrade my
1: ticket because i'm going on a certain day do i need to pay that difference no i think you're I'm going on a gold
2: day i think you're golden because <laughs> golden golden th- yeah no pun intended I think you're good because you, you you bought it. So if you bought it, it's yours, it's non expiring, that's fine. But they won't sell those anymore. Mm-hmm. They will not sell those non expiring tickets anymore. Um as far as far as that goes, if you're gonna buy in advance, I would assume that either you pay the upcharge at the gate, which coincidentally enough, hey guys, guess what? Your credit card's right on your magic band, you just swipe that and you get right in. Yeah. Uh, that's smart. It's it's devious <laughs> is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, uh, d- look, th- they'll figure out a way whether they, they go ahead and say either you have to claim in advance when you're going to go or you can only do it for these days. That's not going to be hard to figure out. One flat rate if you buy in advance. If you buy in advance, you've got to pay for the, uh, the, 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 the high price. But and here's the thing about taking, you know, the survey. When I took the survey, initially, I really didn't have any idea what the survey was about. I was stupid. I like going in off-season. I love going in off-season because I don't want to deal with the crowds. I don't want to deal with the heat. And I don't want to deal with the higher prices because, let's face it, those people who are going during these golden periods anyway are already paying much higher prices for hotel rooms than I am going off-peak season. So you're already being charged through the nose for your hotel rates. You're probably paying more for gas if you're driving or... Airplane, because that all goes by what what they're paying for fuel. So you're already paying more for your travel and your hotel stay if you're going to Disney in the summer. For me, I like going in off-season because I get to go ahead and enjoy less crowds. But the thing of it is is that they've artificially inflated the crowds with this whole Fast Pass Plus thing, so I'm waiting no matter what, even though the the crowds in the park aren't as bad. I guess what I'm trying to say overall is that they're killing... They're slow period. And, and I understand they don't want a slow period. But at the same time, there are people who like going to Disney because they don't want to deal with all those factors that you have to deal in when it is crowded. And once you start taking that away, again, now you're, you're ticking off the people who have to go during the summer who are paying more. Okay, maybe they're not all going to walk away, but some of them are. Some of them are going to say, you know what, this is, this is too blatant, this is too much. And then the people who go off-season in the hopes of being able to have a nice more low-key vacation. We don't have to book everything so far in advance, and they don't have to plan every minute detail of their day, finally say, you know what, if if we can't just go and enjoy it like we used to enjoy it, I don't want to do it anymore. So I think overall, as time ticks on, yeah, I think this is, is gonna have a negative effect if they do this in conjunction with what they're doing with the whole FastPass Plus thing.
4: Well, okay, so how about this? We had talked before about how, now that you have to plan every minute of your day, the fast pass, I'm not the fast pass, excuse me, the park hopper is maybe not as relevant as it used to be. Yeah. So this could be the backlash. Not that you have less people come, but they decide, we, like you said, well, okay, I'm gonna have to pay more if I include Friday and Saturday. I'm just gonna go Monday through Thursday. Yes. Now, whether they go and spend that money at Universal or they just go home, you're creating the effect of you're eliminating the, the need. For weekends or you're eliminating or whatever it is you know because people are going to have a budget whatever that number is now some people are and some people aren't some people are going to tell you hey i want to go to disney how much does it cost and they're going to say okay well i guess that's how much it costs but a lot of other people are going to say well i can only spend x amount of dollars those are the people that you're going to I'm not gonna say alienate, but those are the ones that are gonna change up their plans. Are only gonna go Monday through Thursday, or only gonna go? You know, I'll take that, but I'll you know I'll have to cut out Epcot, or I'll have to cut out. Which, dude, right now you could easily cut out Epcot and Studios, and have a three day uh, vacation: two days at Magic Kingdom and one day at Animal Kingdom. You're done. With Disney. I don't even know that um, you
2: need to do an Animal Kingdom. We haven't gotten Avatar Land yet to see how that plays out, but I think uh, Animal Kingdom is still a half-day park.
4: So, you know, people will get smart about it and say, well, you know, hey, or I'll just do three days at Magic Kingdom.
2: I agree. Yeah. I, I I, think that's what's going to happen here if you go ahead and, and push people into doing this. That was, That's my concern.
4: Not that, you know, they're going to piss enough people off because there's enough people that want to go to Disney that they'll make up for the people that they, that they upset. But the people that are like us or that are the loyals, you know, they we're going to figure out, you know, Hey, you know what? I've done this 12 times already. Maybe we can just go to magic kingdom for a few days.
2: One of the questions I, I found odd, like when I was taking the survey again, I'm looking at it from the standpoint. So they were asking me, when did you go? And I, I indicated when I went and it's like, okay, uh, it knowing this price schedule, would you still do the exact same thing? And I'm like, yeah, because, again, according to their price schedule, I'm paying I, – I was on the less. lower end because I'm a, I was all bronze. And one of the questions they asked was, would you be willing to pay more money to go when it's less crowded? Automatic answer, yes, absolutely. I would definitely be willing to pay more money when it was less crowded. What Question, I didn't f- I'm
4: sorry. Let me just pause real quick. Did they say when it's less crowded or they could guarantee lower wait times?
2: They say when it was less crowded. They didn't say that they could guarantee lower wait times. They never once said that. and Maybe that was my fault for not thinking through the question. But when I took the survey, again, I just opened it up while I was at work and I did it on my lunch break, not thinking I was taking anything so significant. And in my mind, I guess what I was thinking was that, all right, well, maybe there'll be a time during the slow season where like, okay, we'll update the slow season to a silver time to where you're paying more, less people are coming to the parks. And because of that, you're going to be in short of less weight, less hassle. So I thought that's what they were, what they were asking for. So I remember ask, answering yes to that question, never really realizing that what they were trying to do was spin it to the people during the summer saying, hey, listen, y'all may be paying more, but because y'all are paying more, some people are going to opt not to. We're doing it for you. We're charging you more money so that way you can have a better experience. Aren't we kind? And, you know, it makes you feel bad for teachers who don't make enough money as it is, who can't take off, who have to go during the, the gold season, and they're going to be paying through the nose. One of the other questions also that they did ask you on the survey was if you'd be willing to take your child out of school to go to Disney. Hell no. <laughs> Hell yes.
4: No, well, I, you don't have any choice. You're talking about... If you want man, to avoid you the know crowds. people... Well, no, but you know how many people are online? Because that question always comes up. Would you take your kids out of school? Do you take your kids out of school? Do you know how many people talk about, like, man, I will go to jail if I take my kid out of school? Like, like, there really are <laughs> really serious, like, truancy issues, like in yeah, some school you districts. you can't like,
3: do that. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I, I, and I know you, you go on anything, but, yeah, I mean, look, that, like you said, that's arrogance. School is expensive, too. Now, I'm just saying tuition for school, No. You go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Unless you're paying the tuition for my kid's school, Disney World, no. <laughs>
4: right. But, I mean, some school districts are, like, super strict on that stuff. Like, you yeah. can't even – you couldn't do it if you wanted to. There's only, like – yeah, they only allow you
3: to miss a certain number of days. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to start all over again. I mean mm-hmm.
2: – yeah, that's a big risk so like yeah if you go ahead and take your kid out of school for a certain set number of days and they develop an illness or something happens all of a sudden you're flirting with disaster <laughs> yeah this is so exceedingly evil like I've, I've tried to in my mind I've tried to imagine what possible positive scenario scenario could there be for the fan like you know what the positive scenario is for Disney what possible positive scenario can there be for the fan?
1: If you look at the calendar, you'll know what days Disney thinks are the busiest days. So you could plan your vacation not around those days.
2: That's true, but you kind of already knew that from – how because they, they've been doing this with their resorts for the longest time.
4: Right,
1: right.
2: So you could have used how they charge – like even the resorts, like you will pay more for the weekends than what you will for the weekday. Sure. Yeah. And, that's, and that's
4: pretty standard in the hotel industry. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's that's – there's nothing new about that. But, okay, so...
2: Something positive, though, Lee. Like, what... What? Like, here's what what I came up with. One, you will effectively kill off some people saying... Some people will just be offended by this and say, there's no way. You do not deserve an extra... Because they're not lowering the prices at all. They could have accomplished this exact same thing by saying, hey, listen, our bronze days will be $10 cheaper than what you're paying now. Our silver days will be $5 cheaper. And our... Gold days will be exactly what you're paying right now, but the fact that they're willing to pay twenty something dollars more, the only thing I could think of is one that they would actually dissuade people from coming during that time, and that might not be a bad thing because at some points there are times where it's Magic Kingdom is so crowded they're like, guys, go away, no more, uh-huh. we can't uh-huh. fit any more people no, in no here. No mas, no mas. Yes. <laughs> so if, if so you're true. paying the price for that ticket, you're, you're pretty much assured you're getting in. And the second being, of course, like I said, they are making to where the summer isn't as bad because it's not going to be quite as crowded. I, I don't think it's going to be enough of a change that's going to make it that much significantly pleasurable for the people going during the summer to pay an additional 20 something dollars a day to go. You're only screwing the people who are going during the, the off times because they want a better, quieter, slower experience and telling them, nope, we just... Screwed up your wait times, and now guess what? We're going to give you more people to deal with.
4: See, here's why what, here's what I'm confused. Okay, let me, on one hand, they're saying for the busiest times, we're going to charge more. For the slower times, we're going to charge less. OK, I get that. But then they're also saying, would you pay more to go during the slower time or to be guaranteed slower crowds or whatever? So which is it? It's almost like they're trying to figure out which is more important to you, price or crowds, price or crowds. Because if you really want to guarantee lower times and lower crowds, then you should be actually charging more for the slow times to, to discourage people from coming. <laughs>
1: right.
4: That makes sense. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only way you'll guarantee that it'll be slower is to charge more. And that, or, I, or to limit the amount of tickets that are sold.
2: And right. can I tell you, That's what I thought they were going with in this survey is that we're going to charge more during a certain period of time there. So that way people who want to come and enjoy a slower experience will pay more for it. But Right. That, that to me is like, that
4: makes more sense than actually than charging more for the gold because you're going to get more people. In other words, I have less people, but if I charge them more, I'll make out better.
1: Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. less
4: people go. Absolutely. Right. And if, when I have more people, it's okay if I don't charge them as much.
2: Here's the problem with that, though. Here's the problem with that. Because the people going to slow, during the slow periods of time are already pretty much accepting that they're getting screwed. I mean, people going during the summer, people going during the uh, slow periods are paying the exact same amount for the ticket. the hotel <laughs> And accommodation- they have less hours. Hmm?
4: They have less hours in the park.
2: There you go. That's it. The people going during the slow time, you're getting less hours in the park. You're getting less uh, parades. You're, you're getting, also probably getting more refurbs. Yep. You're getting a lot more of the attractions are going to be down during the times that you're going. So again, if you're charging more for people who are going during um, slow time, slower periods of time, you're already asking them to accept a lot. You yeah. know, within yeah. that entire week, uh, no, I'm sorry, I say a week, the entire six days that I went to Disney, the Magic Kingdom didn't have extra magic hours at night one time during that slow period that we went. That's like right. charging
3: people extra money for watered-down
2: gas. Right. My <laughs> sister and them went when it was way busy. Hour-long waits for the, ha- the Haunted Mansion. But the parks were open until 3 in the morning. If you stuck it out until about 8 o'clock, shoot, you could walk right yeah. on.
3: Right. Yeah, I could see paid extra for that. That's a beyond the, you know, the mean service. But, yeah, you're getting the medial stuff, and then they want to charge you more. And, yeah, I get the business end of that, league. That makes sense. You know, you got to try to, you know, recoup your losses. But, yeah, if I'm a fan and I get, you know, less stuff and I accept that.
2: But, you know, if you tell me I got to accept refurbishments, I've got to accept lesser hours, I got to accept lesser shows, lesser parades, lesser fireworks. If you tell me I got to accept all that, that's fine. Then quit trying to make people come when I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Quit trying to do it because right now I'm almost tempted to say, you know what, I'll go during the summer. Shoot, why not? I'll go during the summer. I'll spend all afternoon by the pool relaxing with the kids, going out, trying out all the different restaurants. I won't step foot in the park until about 8 o'clock that night. And And you'll get on
4: everything. Exactly. There you go. And I don't even need Fast Passes.
2: Perfect. So I can't go on my birthday. There is hope. You can go on your birthday. There's your positive note. And you're a night owl. You don't go to bed until 3 or 4 in the morning. This is perfect for you. Positive note. There you go. Although,
4: there is no more 3 a.m. You know, the most they're doing now is 2 a.m.
2: I heard three, I heard they were up until 3 a.m. this past uh, weekend.
4: Really? Uh, they mu- well, I will say this that it wasn't, uh, maybe they with the extra magic it. hour. No, but that's not even on the calendar with magic hours. They're probably adding that in. Mm-hmm. Like, because they change it. You know what I mean? I haven't seen one yet on a calendar that says 3 a.m., they're all 2 a.m. So maybe they added it in, you know, that week or something. I don't know.
2: Part yeah, of me wonders I mean, how much longer it's going to be before you're paying more for your ticket than you are for your hotel room. for your room. hotel. Exactly. Well, it's, already,
4: it's, yeah. probably, it's pretty close already when you factor in the discount. They probably <laughs> need more money because these Magic Bands that they spent, what, a billion dollars on? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, or some ungodly amount of money that they spent is not getting the return on the investment.
2: So, so Keith, when you went this past time... Last we spoke to you, you hadn't stepped foot inside of a park. Did you ever get to step foot inside of a park?
1: Well, this is what we did. In, in the morning, we you know got up early because my son's you know young. He's up at six a.m. or whatever. Uh, you know we we did a lot of character breakfasts and a lot of um, kind of exploring the Disney uh, hotels. Mm-hmm. And then at at night we went out again. But actually, the closest I actually got inside a park was when I was at. Guest services at the Magic Kingdom. Actually, um, my mother-in-law was exchanging her her ticket for an RFD, so we actually didn't actually go into a park. Okay. And it was for a couple. It was for for the weekend, just to chill. Yeah, pretty much. You know, chilled at the pool, did some character dining, kind of explored some resorts. It was just the heat. It's just it was like, and and from what I read on touring plans, the parks were like nines and tens that week. So you know, combination of crowds and just heat. Yeah, no way. And then, would you want to pay the gold price for that? No. I
4: don't think so.
2: <laughs> okay, so, well, uh, have we all said our say? Do we want to hear what Kevin has to say about this?
4: Well, I think it needs to be said that neither you or I have listened to any other podcasts and their opinions. So it would be interesting to see after this podcast, and we go listen to some of the other podcasts. Podcast,
2: yes. If no, they have
4: the same opinions.
2: Not only have we not listened to any other podcasts or opinions, we were going to do this first. Because as soon as I got the survey, we were talking about let's go ahead and just do a show right now. I could have tweeted out that picture that everyone ended up seeing of, of the, uh, the price schedule a day later. Uh, I could have tweeted out that day and really kind of made some noise with it, uh, yeah. I, I suppose. But um, silly me, I didn't realize how big of a thing this was going to end up being. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll... Kevin, he, he might be away, but he can't stay away. He he had to give us his thoughts on this topic as well. And since we've kind of pretty much exhausted all of ours, let's see what Kevin says. Maybe, Gone but not forgotten. Yeah, maybe, maybe, what, maybe what Kevin will say will inspire some new thoughts on us. So, uh, Kevin, you're back. Uh, take it away.
0: Hey, guys. it's is Kevin. Uh, recording here once again from the road, as you can tell in my sub. That we got in there, one of you super fans that have won a chance to sit in my seat and take care of the show while I'm gone, uh, but anyway, I just wanted to call a uh, call in yeah, I guess I'm not writing in you know I can't I'm talking so I'm not writing anything, uh, but I've got to do this. I got a quick little break here in between playing music sets, you know I'm sitting here in my car we're talking about this tearing thing that you guys are talking about on the hub, and uh I don't know man i i of course, I have some mixed feelings, I'm kind of stuck with this because you know. Uh, my wife and I, being educators, we're kind of stuck with uh, going to Disney World during the times of the year that we're, the kids are off. And I'm not willing to pull my kids out or me lose out time with my students out of school just to go to Disney World. I'll just deal with it and make it happen. For the most part, yeah, I could travel in June, July, and not usually August is out for me, uh, Thanksgiving for a week, Mardi Gras for a week, spring break which usually hovers around Easter, Christmas. So my main concern is this, you know, it's like I'm seeing it as like, well, if this happens, I have no choice, (laughs) you know. Um, I just have to figure out the best way for me to spend my money when going that there, how to get wise. You know, if you listen to some shows back, I recently talked about I gave up the annual pass because I'm looking forward to doing more Disneyland trips, especially to go see see family and everything else. But... I think one of the options is what I have, would I buy an annual pass, and if the numbers work out, then chances are I will. You know, for me as a Darhard fan, and for probably you guys listening and the guys on the show, it, I guess the question we have to ask ourselves is: Is this going to enough to stop us from going? Uh, for me, it may not stop me from completely going. I'm still going to go back to the World Disney World, but it may affect on how long my trip is or where I decide to spend my time. You know, um, my kids are getting older. They want. They're interested in seeing Sea World and possibly even Universal. My oldest is getting to Harry Potter, so she kind of wants to see that. So, a lot of little different entities are starting to vibe for our time once again. Instead of just Disney World, just, Disney World will always be on the itinerary. So I, I just I just have to deal with it the best I can. So when I schedule my vacations, you know, I have to figure it, factor in. Okay, how much is this going to cost versus um, uh, if I get, decide to do park hopper stuff versus getting an annual pass. Now, remember, I'm DVC, so I, I'm, I'm assuming I'll still have the discount. I don't know. Things are changing. Uh, I might get less of a discount, but nothing like that has ever been mentioned. So, uh, factoring my discount with annual pass, does it factor it out? Does it actually cheaper to get the annual pass? If so, then I'll do that. If Undercover Tourist gives me a better price on... Um, and like I said, we're not park hopping yet. You know, My kids aren't old enough to be able to park hop. So, I don't have to worry about that. I just have to worry about multi day tickets. Now, on the other side of the token, too, it's like, all right, <clears throat> you know, this thing is accepting this as the norm. Most of the weekends are going to be silver, maybe even gold. So, will that adjust how I tour the parks? Probably so. I might, you know, come in on a weekend or so and maybe go to another property. Maybe I go to Universal. Maybe I go to SeaWorld for those times when. You know, usually my points are higher for the hotels, for DVC stays on the weekend. And and going with this, <clears throat> the the ticket price will be higher. So I'll go to a different penalty, Go to Lego Park, man, Legoland or something. Universal maybe, SeaWorld something. Uh, and, and then finish, end my trip the rest of the week uh, at Disney. So, you know, cutting in. But am I outraged about it? It's like, no, I'm just kind of sitting back and see what happens. I'm not going to, I'm not going to... Uh, past complete judgment yet until i've kind of really explored this um because it almost kind of it almost feels like the old ticket book system yeah you know you had a certain amount of e-tickets um you had more d-tickets c-tickets b-tickets and a bunch of a-ticket stuff and if you wanted to ride space mountain like more than once or twice you're gonna have to buy a couple more booklets and get other stuff uh along with it that you didn't want to so i mean it's just something to kind of think about if it happens, then it happens, and then we have to cross the bridge and just deal with it. Um, it it's it's not as definite of an opinion. Um, I'm just, I'm more or less taking a, a wait and see kind of attitude and see what happens and just react to it. I don't know just a couple of things to think about, but uh, hopefully I got to get back to work. Um, I look, look forward to listening to the show once it's all put together and hear you all discussing and take on it and reaction to anything. Um, but yeah, uh, just just final wrap up. It's like. If I had to say win, fail, or meh, yes, I'm, right now I'm just kind of meh. You know? I, don't, I can't say this is a win. I can't say this is a complete fail. I'm just kind of it's like, oh, really? Okay, how much more do you want to squeeze out of me? And how are you going to do it? That's my take on this ticket daring as it stands right now. I'm sure more of this will come uh, in the near future as things start to develop. So good luck with it. Uh, listeners, we'd love to hear your opinions. And, of course, I'm going to pitch it, magicourway@gmail.com. So back to you guys in the studio. I'm headed back to work. I'm gonna go bang on some drums for a little bit. Uh, I'll see y'all next week on the next show. Bye.
4: You know, one thing that Kevin brought up was the uh, annual passes. So you know, will this push people more towards an annual pass?
2: And I'll tell you, be right.
4: that, if you're gonna be paying that much anyway, what's a little extra to get an annual pass?
2: And I'll tell you right now, that was one of the questions in the survey. Would you pay this, would you pay that, or would you just go and get an annual pass? That was actually a question on the survey. They actually wanted to know whether or not if they charge you too much, would you just say to hell with it, I'm getting an annual pass. Okay. And the other thing that Kevin did bring up with the whole Disneyland thing, that was, that's a great uh, point as well in that I told my wife as soon as I saw this, I'm like, if this goes into effect, we're going to Disneyland a lot more. I, I felt that way after the, the Fast Pass Plus thing. But uh, I will say this, though, Lee, it does make your job a lot more valuable because this, this thing is getting so complicated now, there's no way the average mortal human being can go ahead and book this by himself. So they are making, they're putting a, a value on you travel agents, I tell you.
4: Well, uh, it's at the, at the cost of uh, the client, so that's unfortunate. But you're right. Uh, the, more dip, the more complicated things get, uh, the, the better we look. Uh, you know, I had just—I had a person contact me this week, and she—this was her exact quote: "I tried to do it myself, and well, no thanks." <laughs> <laughs> do you have time tomorrow or Friday to talk? So yeah, I mean, it's—it's definitely—I mean, especially if you've never—if you've never done it before, God help you.
1: So uh, everybody out there, um, let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know, send us an email at at gmail.com. And let us know what you guys think of the Disney uh, tiering pricing system. We'll love to hear uh, all your comments. And now we got uh, one uh, piece of extra magic hours.
4: All right, guys. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, thank you guys uh, for hosting. And I know it's late, so we're going to wrap this up with a little bit of extra magic hours. And so thank you, Mr. Anonymous or Mr. Mononymous, for writing in regarding episode number 78. Here's what he says: uh, I'm okay if Disney once uh, waits to see what people like about the new Star Wars movies before building attractions that will stand for 20 years. If George had his way in the late 90's, Star Tours would have been replaced with a pod racing ride, according to Jim Hill. It didn't happen only because George was disgusted, with how poorly the Indiana Jones stunt show aged and was maintained and wouldn't return Eisner's phone calls. Let's wait a few months before putting shovels in the dirt. Even Jar Jar Abrams has worked some monumentally dumb things into his projects. We could wind up with Lens Flares, a musical from a galaxy far, far away. So thank you for that comment, and thank you for hanging with us tonight on Facebook. Good night, guys. Enjoy your extra magic hours.
1: to the end of our magic our way podcast but definitely go ahead and check out our website at www.magicourway.com and send us an email send us your thoughts on uh what we talked about on the show tonight at magicourway at gmail.com and if you want to leave us a voicemail we're at the speak pipe uh www.speakpipe.com slash magic our way all right guys so if you want to go ahead and uh you know, tell us your comments. You can go ahead and uh, leave us a voicemail at one harambe That's 1-844-HARAMBE. Harambe. And you can check us out on all the uh, social media. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter. We're also just uh, recently been added to uh, Google+, Plus as well as uh, Instagram. And, you know, go ahead and uh, leave us a five-star review if you, you know, like our show or if you hate our show. Um, You know, we really appreciate it, really gets our name out there. Um, you know, we're on the iTunes, we're on the Stitcher, on the Blueberry. And, you know, we really appreciate you guys for really listening. And I really appreciate, you know, Danny Lee and Eli to letting me, uh, you know, take over Kevin's shoes tonight and, uh, you know, host the show. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much.
2: No problem. Hey, Hi, welcome. You're welcome. Good How'd job. You? Good job. Yeah, you fun. did a good job. How did you enjoy it? How did you like Kevin's seat? Uh, you know Kevin's
1: seat was a you know tough seat to fill but uh, I think uh, next time Kevin goes out of town, uh, give me a call. Man, I, I
2: can't believe you're willing to come back.
1: <laughs> well you know I got that uh, that new uh, you know name there. Take Kevin's seat so you know I have to live <laughs> up to my uh, my uh, name.
2: so hey, when it comes down to it we will give you a buzz.
1: All right. So we talked about tonight the uh, you know all the changes in the uh, possible uh, Disney uh, you know pricing system. It's going to get really complicated, and you're definitely going to need a travel agent. So Lee, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, all your uh, travel information?
4: So guys, uh, yeah, look me up at you got a friend in Lee. Uh, that's an affiliate of Magical Moments Vacation, an earmarked agency. Uh, you can find me at Facebook.com. Uh, slash Travel. that's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. You can email me at lee at mmvagent.com or you can call me directly 832-570-5490 So appreciate the support and you guys have a good night.
1: And Eli, why don't you uh, tell us all about your uh, Ivory Comics there? Yeah. um, I have a comic artist. Uh, I have a website uh,
3: www.ivorycomics.com Uh, look forward uh, to Nation there's some comic book treats coming your way down the near future Uh, working on a book Project Gage is going to be a 60 page graphic novel got some extra art in it from uh, yours truly and another mystery member of this podcast (laughs) so uh, yeah so get a chance check out www.ironcomics.com and again appreciate your support
1: and also, when you go to our website, make sure you uh, check the Amazon link. You know, if you order something on Amazon, you know we really appreciate it. Sends a you know a couple of bucks for the show, so we can buy some microphones or whatever. And also uh, check out the website. Also for our merchandise, um, we've got some uh, some cool T-shirts up there and some other stuff. So go ahead and uh, you know check out our website. And guys, you know we definitely uh, appreciate um, you know all your listener support and you know you guys listening to the show. And, you know, feel free to send your, you know, listener comments and whatever via Facebook, Twitter, any social media that you guys, uh, you know, follow us on. And, guys, thanks for letting me once again host the show. And uh, Listener X out.